Lovejoy, actually. <laughs> so hot, they're cool. Yeah. Kellogg's Pop-Tarts. So hot, they're cool. Ooh, I really want a Pop-Tart. So many blueberry. Pop-Tarts are our antique of the week. Nothing to do with the episode. Anyway. Anyway, should we... Um, yeah. Yes. So, we're back. Hello, Em. Hello, Helen. Hello, Helen. <laughs> Hello, Paul. Hello, Paul. It doesn't really work with three, does it? You have to, like, repeat yourself. Hello again, Em. Hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. <laughs> we well, introduce ourselves just... by saying hello to each other and saying our names. It's a new format. What do you think? Tweet us and let us know. I'm glad that I've moved on to now saying listeners instead of just listener. Well, we know we've got <laughs> series at least, four. At least two. <laughs> Welcome to Lovejoy Actually, the lovely, amazing podcast where we talk about Lovejoy. Um, and this one's quite exciting. I've been really looking forward to doing this one. Because so I knew what was coming. I've written series four, episode three. Is it episode three or episode four? No, it's episode, episode three. three. Yeah, right, I'm right. Series four, episode three. Second, Second fiddle. fiddle. Written by a double act. Did you notice that? I no. was distracted in the titles by Michael Angelis, which I'll come on to later. Ah! Oh! I know why you're going to come on to him later as well, because when I listened then, that's all, I couldn't concentrate. That's that, is, that is all I could hear then. Once I'd read, I was like, who does he remind me of? And then all I could think of was... I've got some very oh, good trivia. yes, you know who he is now? Yes. You worked out who he is oh now? Oh my God! Okay, sorry, listeners. But um, doesn't he just, like, doesn't he? Doesn't one of the main yeah. characters is played by an actor, and I all the way through I was like, who is that actor? Who is that actor? Now I know. Right. So it's so written it's... by Chris Kelly and Ian Roy. It's written by a double act. Sorry. And no, they haven't written on. any... No, nope, I had a look. They haven't. We love this one. We do. It was really good. Sport, no so say we love this one. We loved it. So UK TV plays. <laughs> Go on. So this is what they've gone for this time. They to they the episode. Quirky drama with the rogue antiques dealer. Oh. So just like substituted the what adjective do you think they had like a do you know what I've, I've got an image of them with like a basket of like, like with raffle tickets oh, but with words and they're shaking it what are we going to use this week for the for the, or like mad libs where you just it says think of a noun or think of a verb I was you know. more thinking they would just put it in Microsoft Word and press the thesaurus button yeah. <laughs> that's how I like not, not in those days no, I think this is, I, I well, they've got oh a little basket and, and, and they go around they go around yeah. the room and they're getting everybody they're, they're getting like the sound guy to pick one out you know or, <laughs> yeah. or like the subtitles this week it's quirky drama with the rogue antiques dealer. So the, what, this is what happens in this one. A violin virtuoso wants his prized Stradivarius turned into a fake. So Lovejoy asks a fiddler to help investigate. Now, As in he's it, on the it wasn't a, a, a oh, fiddler. Maybe he, fiddles. Fiddles. maybe he meant a fiddler. You see, the word, you see the word fiddle uh, has many meanings. I feel mad. And interestingly, that comes up in this episode. Like, it does indeed. It does. We didn't have to make Which, our own linguistic points in this episode no. because Tinker did it for us. And I was very interested by that because I did not know. Anyway, we'll come to that. because yeah. He'd be good at a pub quiz with Tinker. And I, and I realised when this episode started that I think I first learned about Stradivarius's Stradivari. Mm-hmm. Those strads, strads, strads. I think I learned about strads. I think I learned what they were from Lovejoy. I'm sure there was there because was a feel, bit I, in this I episode. So. I feel like I remember this episode, and I feel like this is Lovejoy taught me what a strad of. I remember this episode is. for yes. sure because there was yeah. a little bit of dialogue towards the end where I'm like. I wrote this down. I know that I wrote this down because I enjoyed it so much. But we'll come on oh, to it. We'll come so, on to it. So yeah, I reckon this is how I first found out what a, what a strad is, which was which is you know quite exciting. So we we open at some kind of posh event, some kind of violin recital with Mozart men, as I've learned to call them since being to Vienna. This <laughs> See, was I'm... one of my favourite Lovejoy moments ever when 
when, when they were when, dressed up. When they were, yeah. Because they're all in this sort of, I guess, like Georgian, isn't it? Like Georgian get up. I've written Regency. Oh, yeah, that is Regency. That is Georgian, though, Different Georgian, I think. George. George usually means George III. Regency, so they're dressed up like, yeah, all, I, like all, all I can think of was Blackadder the Third. more like Mozart. dressed up like, they're dressed up like the actors in Blackadder the Third. More Mozart time than later, like basically a century before. So they've got the swanky do. I thought there was a flashback here because you cut away to somebody with lots of candles writing, but it wasn't a flashback. My favourite bit of fourth wall breakage so far was when Eric, so they all come out in these costumes. Lovejoy, oh, why doesn't Lovejoy wear the face makeup? The other two do. Exactly. He and he's not and got a wig on either. Tinker, we know, loves to dress up because we've seen Tinker dress yeah, up before. Yeah, Tinker's loving out. it. And then you just hear Eric's voice going, I'm not coming out. And oh. he says, we won't laugh. And then Ian McShane turns to the camera and says, don't laugh to us. And that's yeah, the most yeah, beautiful yeah, little yeah. bit of fourth wall breakage ever. Yeah, I thought it was gorgeous. Laugh. I laughed. And well, well, I think we all laughed. They laughed. It's <laughs> I mean, there's full on like, you know, like white sort of the yeah, face makeup, the beauty spots, the full on Regency wigs. It was brilliant. They look amazing. And basically, fantastic. they just like get he's forced them to do it. And I don't know what the the reference was, but at one point they say like, "Oh, we're not in Russia or something." It's a free oh, country. Uh, like Russia's that... a free country. I'm like, oh yeah, it is now. It is now, isn't it? Yeah. And they also Topical. this is this is another little bit of um, continuity though. Again, we were talking in the last episode about how there doesn't need to be continuity, and you can watch them in and of themselves. Yeah. And that was one of the things that Chris had said in the interview. But actually, this one, they, the reason they're going and they're dressing up in these ridiculous outfits is because Lovejoy's pissed off Lady Jane. They're trying to make up to her. Yeah. Is yeah. that the end? So, so, she, continuity. so I think she's she's like organised or helped to organise this As charity recital. So they all dress up in their Regency get up, go and have some nice food and drink, pay presumably loads of money to see this guy, Lindsay Parry Davies. He's a budding Nigel Cody. He's the like budding He's Nigel Cody. He's a bit of a prat, isn't he? And and I and this is where I realised that we um. <laughs> We see him playing, he's doing the recital. And I realise like, how uncultured I am or how like, what Philistine, and that word does come up a few times in this episode, yes. what a Philistine I am. Because I was like, is he playing it well? Like, is this meant to be good? You can play the violin, Polly. Was he playing play it well? And he was playing it well. Well, he wasn't playing like... it because there was a wonderful little bit where the timing was off between the actual. Unless it was my TV. But, no, you know. I, I didn't. But no, I it, the, the, sound, the sound was good. And it, I mean, the violin is a bizarre instrument because, um, I mean, I. I play violin, but I do mainly play what would be called fiddle music, as mm. in I play um, uh, folk music, which is a little bit different. Um, no, it sounded good to me. I don't I, like I just, I don't understand the music. I don't understand it. Yeah, I think it's just that I don't like it. Well, you know, I was a bit like, what's this? You know who else didn't like it? Eric. Eric's got his earphones in. Oh, yeah. I was watching that going, his oh, little how Walkman cultured he is. He Walkman. loves this music. And his little, his little Sony Walkman. But surely you didn't have little earbuds in those days, so he would have had to have his headphones on under his wig. Look, <laughs> did you know there was a tiny little spurt of music where he accidentally played it really loudly? And, and who it was, was it? Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. Do you think that's like the only thing they got the rights for? Like Maybe. The BBC's been a bit tight and said, well, do you know what, We've, Eric Clapton is a fan and he said we can just use from literally the music from Best of Eric Clapton. Yes. Because no, they've, they've used like the same three Eric Clapton tracks. That was Layla. They were yeah, playing Layla. Layla and then again. They've played Cocaine before. And we yes. had something, there was one other one we've had. I can't remember what it was. I only remember Layla. So, so, so Eric is, yeah, like trying to listen to Eric Clapton sort of, but he's doing it discreetly with his, with his like yeah. earphones. Yeah. And then I've written, violinist is someone. So this is where I first was like, Hey, Did you look him up? Because I looked him up and he... He's been in bugger all. He's been in... He's kind of been 
in everything, but just right. in one episode. So that was, so I was really all the way through trying what to figure out. What a familiar face. What you know what? He's got a very, like, yeah, familiar looking face. If he didn't have that stupid hair, oh, and his um, spotlight it, picture is so, very handsome. Oh, and he, he, he has got the curtains. Handsome. She has got the curtains. You know, he reminded me of that. He reminded me of David Williams. I don't know why. <laughs> he looked a bit like David Williams. Yeah, touch with the David Williams about him, definitely. He had ridiculous 90s hair. He had curtains to the extreme. He had the proper curtains. I he know. almost had a bob. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, it was, she, he was quite reminiscent of Chesney Hawks. Mm. Of the era, yeah, or maybe a bit after, as in this is a bit. So after. he was a young, a young virtuoso violinist, a young um, Chesney Kennedy, Chesney <laughs> Kennedy. And as, as usual, it, it, as so often is the case in Lovejoy, there's a mysterious man loitering at the back of mm. the recital in full reason to get up. Um, so we're like, oh, who's he? I'd completely missed that bit because I was too busy concentrating on Eric loading up his plate at the buffet. And oh, like, yes. This is why he's my favourite. But I would do exactly that, to be fair. Do you like buffet sort of food? Thing. Yeah, it depends what it is, but yeah. I could honestly I mean, I like eat food. buffet food for the rest of my life. This one looked quite nice. Oh, quite I mean, it had, it had avocados, which Did for they? 1993 is quite... I, mean, is I don't quite think impressive. I knew what an avocado was. I've told you my... I can't remember if we've ever put it on the podcast, but I told you my story about avocados. I had... Um, I think I think we've put it in the podcast. I think we might have. Helen's like, I've never this, heard this from my I'm life. I'm sure I have. I just have I'd a very, memory. very briefly had a boyfriend who went to Eton and I'd met him on a choir course, which was full of concy, you know, whatever and, and whatever. So I went to his house. It wasn't a flat. It was a house in Holland Park. Four-story oh, house in Holland Park. I think this is the bit that I remember from the story. Yeah, <laughs> and Ooh. they had avocados, and I'd never eaten an avocado. I was seventeen. I'd never eaten avocados, and I just remember this ridiculous. Now she'd be on like Made in Chelsea. This mm. girl just going, "Oh my god, you're an avocado virgin!" and like clapping her hands at me, and me thinking, "Is that a thing?" <laughs> I, I, mean, I was definitely an avocado virgin when I was never 17. Never have I Not felt so... The only sort of virgin Never I have I felt so, un, like, uncouth in all my life. Oh, and I oh, what a bitch. It was the most... No, she was she was just very sweet and just lived in another world. I felt so on the periphery of this group of... But you did know. you like avocados after that? I loved avocados. I, I, I love, love, an love avocado. avocados. I don't think avocado. I would have eaten avocado till I was in my 20s. Oh, I don't know when, when it was, but yeah, it was definitely like... I love an avocado. When I was up north, and I've definitely told you this, but I don't know if I've told it on the podcast, but when I was up north once, I was training for a long run. I went out for a run in the morning, and my mum knew that I was training, and, and I'd said, can you get him some like, eggs, avocados? They're quite nice after breakfast afterwards. And she said, well, I've got, I've got you one of those things you like. I've got you an avocado. So I came in, and I was like... Where's the where's the avocados? I'll make myself some breakfast. She's like, they're just in the pantry. Went in, mangoes. Mangoes. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Anyway. They are kind of similar. They've got, they've got big stones in the middle. They're, they're green. exotic. They're green. They can they're be not, green. You can't grow they're them in the green. UK. Anyway, we're not even a minute into the I'm sorry, we need to, come on, let's go. Oh, on. but it's so good. But then they basically love Joy and Jane make up very easily. That's like not. That's it's not because so they love each they love other. Just like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Ha. Ah, let's eat some avocado. That's it. That's it. They I mean, yeah. You know. I mean, it's nice that they do, but it's you know. And and then so I just point like I think this violinist because they kind of keep going about how young he's meant to be. Mm. But he doesn't seem that he doesn't young. Look like look like I thought he was meant to. By the time it got to the end of the episode. I'd realised he was probably meant to be like eighteen or nineteen, Which one, but he he didn't. He 
No, it's like Eric, he was not 18 or married. I mean, he's not married, but they talk about the possibility of him mm. being married. I thought he was meant to be like maybe mid 20s. Yeah, so yeah. He's, he's post, because if you go to um, music school, you know, yeah. music college, it's four years, isn't it? So he's he'd probably gifted. be. Did he have to even go? Yeah, I don't know how he's it works. just gifted. So, and then we see, so like, as you, as you said before, there's kind of like this weird sort of flashbacky thing where you think, have we actually gone back to actual Regency times? There's like a mysterious letter being put into a drawer and we don't know what it is. Oh. Oh, but maybe we find out later on. And then and then we go to our, I guess I kind of I kind of subplot, don't we, where Eric is in his workshop working, oh, yes, working, on. working on his business, which he suddenly has. I've said when did that pop up all of a sudden? <laughs> it was uh... And he's he's using an old like the bull like pub sign as a dartboard and he's like basically trying to make some various items look old and basically do trying to do some sort of scam. And Lovejoy's like, no, yeah, Lovejoy's talking you well. What are you up scam. to, Eric? And Eric's like, just distressing some items. Oh, no, maybe Lovejoy says, why are you distressing items or something? Oh, yeah. Distressing some items. I've They're distressing some items anyway. I've written that, distressing a few items. <laughs> so, no. And then the, love, the violinist turns up oh, to yes. see Lovejoy. I didn't like him. I don't know why. I just found him. He was him. a bit, yeah. He was a bit sort of weird. Aloof. I think it's because he wouldn't explain why he needed the thing that he needed so then you're like well why do I care then I don't yeah. care yeah so he wanted to make would have been a much shorter episode if he said well the <laughs> thing is the thing is this <laughs> oh right okay the end oh, so that was the mystery so the mystery is that he's got this friend various he wants to make it look like it's a forgery and it's like why would you want to do that and Tinker's like maybe it's an insurance thing it's not real it'll be caper to insure but then it's like well if never then if you lose it you don't get the money so no right. exactly so basically Very like they, they don't know and eric refuses to get involved in this violin scam because he's got his own stuff going on he's got his own business got to go and distress a few got items his own business <laughs> and so he go, eric goes off to see muriel who was samantha janice no no sarah <laughs> No, exactly like that is because I she came on and I was like, it's Samantha Janice. I was like, no, it's not. And I, the reason I know that it's uh, not is because she is a woman called Sarah Alexander who is in Smack the Pony. Oh, yeah, she, is, she very... was in Coupling. Yes, she looks exactly like Samantha Janice, but Polly, what else was she in? She was in Red Dwarf. She was in Red Dwarf. She was. Yeah. Um, but I know her from children's TV series, Kappa 2, which Andrew O'Connor was in playing the computer because really? I had a massive crush on Andrew O'Connor. I, I'm I've aware that my that. 90s... I've never cr- seen that. I loved that programme. So now I've looked at them together, because they don't look that similar to me. But yes, it was, it was Sarah Alexander also, off, I'm off not, of Smack the Pony. I'm not sure, because I'm saying all of that off the top of my head, but I'm not sure... Oh, from my notes, but which I wrote out off the top of my head. But I'm not sure if she replaced Samantha Janice in, not in Coupling, but in that other thing where it was that handsome Game boy. on. Game on! That's it. Mm. I think she might... Right. They might they're both the have same, been that. It's really interesting. They're the same age. They're the same age. They played exactly the same they're characters very similar in everything looking. that they did. Yeah. So, okay, I, I'm sorry. I... Sorry, um, Sarah Alexander. I was secretly <laughs> hoping that somebody would say Samantha Janice. Oh, just yeah, so I could yeah. go... It, no, uh, I'm so sorry, Sarah Alexander. It's Sarah Alexander who's great. Like she's brilliant. She's and very good, isn't it? She and in this, she is Muriel, who works in a 
travel agency tourist tourist information, information. center and this is a really this is a really sweet subplot actually <laughs> and it is and, it, and it's just um again sort of not quite slapstick what's the word i'm looking for but it, it is just farcical farcical visual mm. comedy isn't it yeah, the whole thing yeah 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 um, so he's trying to get some information from him. he's like when do, he's trying to he's asking it when do they arrive when do they arrive so basically obviously he's hoping to scam some people who are going to arrive but we don't find out until later on um, so yeah, so he, but he's also possibly trying to get into her knickers as well. She's very pretty. Because she's very obviously she's Sarah Alexander, who I think is very pretty. Um, and then the other, then back to the other sort of plot about the violinist. So they're basically trying to, in the typical Lovejoy way, like rather than just like either do what he wants, to get the violin, whatever, or say no, thank you. They have to. They agree to do it. They agree to make his violin look like a fake. But they also at the same time have to like investigate him and figure out why he wants it. They can't just <laughs> yeah. let it go. But then we're back to uh, more classic Lovejoy because this is why he does what he does is this passion. Yeah. Um, you know, not because he's nice, not because he's greedy, not we. But you know, he's there going. This is weird, and I, I need to get to the bottom of this because I don't. I need to understand it. It's almost like this sort of visceral kind. That's probably the wrong word, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Really, really intense need to understand. And then we find out why, this is when Tinker enlightens us of why a fiddle's called a fiddle. So why did you guys, did you guys know this? or did It's why? not true. It's not I, true. Didn't, I didn't know it. Oh my God, it's not true. It's not See, true. Why do you think a fiddle was the called a fiddle? The internet disagrees. Because you fiddle about with it? Yes. I don't That's really what know. I thought. I thought it was because you fiddle, well, fiddle around with it. So why is it, why is a fiddle why is it called a fiddle? The internet one of the things that the internet different bits of the internet say is uh, uh, because you fiddle around with it basically. So but yeah. the, the internet says the etymology of, fi- of fiddle is uncertain as it often is. It probably derives from the Latin fidula, which is the early word for violin. Oh well, yeah, I mean that makes it. much more sense. So it means violin. But in the program, they try and say that it's because of these people who made. Yeah, it was a manufacturer. They yeah. must have made so many that just became like Fiedel. the word for Fiedel, wasn't it? You said? Yeah, Fiedel, They were saying it's pronounced, but yeah. yeah. What a weird thing to make up. I know. So that didn't have any bearing on the plot, did it? No, it was just no. A, a fun fact, but it wasn't a fact. A fun so, fake fact. So, so I thought, so I thought, oh, they're just little facts because sometimes yeah. they do throw in interesting yeah. stories. Yeah. But I have and looked like, oh. and looked, and I cannot find that anywhere. On and I've even looked on um, etymology online, which is the oh. the, the website. It's basically, Tinker's made it up to sound clever. Oh, etymology. Uh, it does say um, the only mention it gets in etymology online, which is which is the one that I would trust. String musical instrument, uh, late fourteenth century. Uh, it, and it says it's from uh, the, there was a similar word in Old English um, and in Old Norse and in Middle Dutch uh, and in, and then <laughs> Middle Fidula, which was Latin, and then it says German Fidel, but it does have a capital F. Uh, Don't all nouns in German have a capital? Uh, I don't know. So Fidel, F I E D E L. Oh, it's how you spelled it. I spelled it right, but nowhere, even here, does it mention. It doesn't mention anywhere that, that, that it was because a certain person made it. Well, Do you know what freaks me out, by the way, because this is clearly listening to us, this phone? It then says, would you like to know the etymology of the word avocado? Anyway, <laughs> oh, oh, that's oh, fucking man. creepy. I, don't I hate like it. it. I don't like modern life. Um, that's bananas. Uh, yeah, it's horrible, it is. It's it? really creepy, isn't it? Uh, 
Um, it comes laughing? from a word meaning testicle, though, which is, I didn't has know kind of brought me back to that and yeah. made, me, made it amuse me more. So, of course, <laughs> I'll, I'll continue. So, of course, Lovejoy and Tinker know... Well, they don't just know someone who can make a violin like a fake. They know the father of fiddle fakes, Tommy Norris. Tommy Norris. And listen to, But again, it, it's a bit of a cliche. Or let's go and find the, the dodgy Liverpudlian <laughs> to, to sort shit out. At the, at the footy! So he's like the world's biggest Liverpool fan. So there's a lot of football analogies in chat that including, I, just, I just let it... Like, including, as if to prove a point we already knew, but he, but he, he clears it completely for us. Lovejoy saying, you know, but he basically says something like, well, if you want if you want the best, you need to try Old Trafford. Yeah, it was very pleasing. Boom! I was so yeah. Lovejoy's like, this is all about Man U. Yeah, so we Man now U. know for certain that Lovejoy... As, well, and obviously this is clearly influenced by Ian McShane. Like, he's yeah. like, right, he's going to be a Man U fan, all right? I, I don't think Lovejoy the books is a Man U fan. No, I, I, I don't I'm think he even like football. I no. love that he popped that in, that he was able to do that with his it was with the great. character. There. I think that's gorgeous. Yeah. I really do. I think it's lovely. So basically they, they meet up with, they go to the footy and track him down because he's hard a man Somehow. to track down because no one knows where his workshop is. That's because his workshop is in a lorry that he drives around <laughs> You in. would never dig him out at a, at a Liverpool match in I the mean, early they, 90s. They used that VT, didn't they, of like a busy football match yeah. in the, what's it called? The stands. The stands, yeah, standing. yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was just really busy. You never would have been able to find him, surely. No, but they miraculously do. So and then they yeah they meet him up meet up with him again in his lorry workshop and he sort of talks to them about the violin saying you know yeah it's definitely a Strad it's kind of just quite a it's just your bog a, standard Strad average Strad I started writing Strad in my notes at this point <laughs> um, because I, was that like the street the street yeah. kind of version of a Stradivarius or oh, one of them was Strad and he and he goes off on one so he says oh you know it's mainly about seventeen eighteen. <laughs> And he, starts, he compares it to like all these various Liverpool teams. Yeah, he does. Lost like, on me. And that's when that Lovejoy's like, hugely. well, actually. That did amuse me hugely, though, because he is he's naming kind of really famous Liverpool players, going, oh, well, it could be, you know, the 77 Cook team, or it could be this team. And It was yeah. nice. I liked yeah. him. So we should oh, talk yeah, about who he is. Even though I didn't understand, you know, the actual um, substance of the football analogies, well, I enjoyed You got the, the concept. Yeah, I enjoyed them. Um, would you like to share who he is? I was going to make you I happy, absolutely loved him. So it's Michelangelo's. Who was definitely in some 90s comedy that he I was loved in that I can't remember. I couldn't put my finger on it because I thought he was in something like Brushstrokes, which I'm sure we've talked yeah. about before. Yeah. But I looked him up and he wasn't apparently in anything. But So Michael Angelis sounds exactly like Ringo Starr. So when yes. Ringo decided... Oh, when Ringo's accent probably became too transatlantic because I don't know if you've heard Ringo Starr talk lately, but... It, it's 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 he's interesting. Weird, yeah, he's got weird. <laughs> um, so Michael Angelis started voicing the Thomas Tank Engine stuff. Now, at this point, I had a weird, really weird Mandela effect incident. Yeah, because I knew for a fact that one of the reasons Michael Angelis voiced Thomas Tank Engine was because he voiced Ringo in Yellow Submarine. I knew that. That was a definite fact. A hundred percent. Michael Angelis did the voice for Ringo and Yellow Submarine, the cartoon film, because none of the Beatles voiced themselves. They're all voiced by actors. And then I was looking through the thing to just reassure myself. Oh, no, to find out what mm. 90s comedy yes. had been in that I was I looked that up as well. Couldn't find that. And then was like, Yellow Submarine's not on here. He's only got a bloody brother called Paul. Paul Angelis. Oh, yeah. And he was Ringo's voice in Yellow Submarine. So why Paul Angelis didn't do 
Thomas no. the Tank Engine but and they, Michael Angelo. But they both it. sound incredibly like Ringo, it's, and I could listen to, and I, to, even to the point that I didn't realise that they'd changed narrator, and I would be, yeah. I remember watching yeah. it, and it would have then been Michael Angelo doing you, um, it. Can you do a Scouse accent? No. It's the only accent I can do. Go on. Go on. Imagine if we were talking about violins. It turns out that Michael Angelis is a brilliant fiddle fiddler. It's <laughs> actually pretty good. It's because I talked like this for a significant amount of my teenage years. Because I just wanted to be from Liverpool and I wasn't. Have you ever heard a Liverpoolian trying to be posh, though? You know, really, a really like... It's just case the Wirral, that's how you can perceive No, but, I, but I had a Liverpoolian who I guarantee you was not from the Wirral. And I bought my wedding shoes from this, this sort of discount wedding store based mm. in Liverpool. And this woman rang me up, but my my address at the time came out as Mayfair, if you typed yeah. in, because I was living in a student hall of residence, sort of look, looking after the students. And... Um, this woman rang me up, and obviously the dress had come up was Mayfair, and everybody knows Mayfair because it's the most it's expensive. It's Monopoly. Most expensive Monopoly square. And she <laughs> rang me up and she was like, Hello, is that Miss <laughs> I am ringing about your wedding shoes. And she, it was so funny because she was clearly like, I am articulating every word in order to sound really posh, even though I am not. And she did all of this, and she's talking and she's talking like that. And in the end, I thought, she's going to think, what a fucking cheapskate, living in Mayfair, spending 30 quid in a pair of wedding shoes. So she said, oh, can I confirm your address? That's Mayfair, isn't it? And I said, right, one, no, it's not. It's really not. I don't know why it's coming out as Mayfair. But I said, also, I said, yesterday, my husband had to tell somebody off for urinating out of a window onto a passerby. <laughs> we live in this place because of our jobs. And she did this. Her voice went, oh, right, because I thought you were posh like. Oh, it's not Mayfair. It's not Mayfair. It's Rovia. That's much less posh. <laughs> so I feel like we haven't had Helen Scouse accent. Oh no, but I can't. I, 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 you can do any language. Oh, I just I not can't. Scouse. I don't even want to try because it would just sound so. I can't do it. I'm really sorry. Yours is really good. Part, do I, if I have to judge, I'm gonna boom. She, she, Polly's a very good actress, though. She is a very good actress. So, so then we go back to Eric and Muriel. Basically, so Eric's still trying to like get the info out of Muriel about when they are arriving. So he tries to give her a rose, and she's like not having any of it. Basically, that then that's it. He, he, he just, <laughs> just keep cutting to that plot and then cutting back. And then Tink reckons that he's figured out. That they're like, aha! He's like, I know why Lindsay Parry Davies wants this um, violin made to look like a fake. Mm -hmm. He wants a lower valuation because he's getting divorced. He's going through divorce proceedings and he wants to, you know, Which give less sense. to his ex But he it just, just, made, just made this out of nowhere because, like, basically then James like, well, no, I've already found out that he's not married. James married, then it would have been a bit. But you know, James really snooping around this episode. Really I know it's partly is. because Lovejoy told her to go and find stuff out, yeah, but she but is enjoying it. Do you you would think that she would be less? Um, I don't know. She because she obviously thinks quite highly of him, and I. It, it, I don't know. It's all almost her slightly naughty side. I quite liked it. I liked that she was snooping around. Yeah, and then we go back to so Tommy Norris trying to make this. So he's got this brilliant, he's trying to like decide if he can make this violin look like a fake, like is it doable, you know, mm. to make such an amazing object look not amazing. But he's got, I don't this is like, this wasn't really relevant to the plot, but he's got this amazing case that he keeps, oh, is another, violin, violin. another violin in, and the case is like the body of a cello. It was very oh, clever. Yeah. So was, I was like, I love that. It was really pleasing. It was so pleasing. It was like, that's what I, if I was a violinist, that's what I would have. Very impractical violin yes. case, yeah. but it looked but so whatever. cool. <laughs> that was like not really anything to do with the story. 
No, but it was cool. It, it was, was cool. really cool. Then I put, now they're in a music shop and Lovejoy's messing about on a harpsichord, but I don't know if it was a harpsichord. It was a harpsichord and he was doing his usual, because you forget that Ian McShane is actually a fairly decent singer. And, you know. <laughs> he's doing that, he's kind of cod American rat pack. He, he was doing whatever he was doing. He was, doing. He was singing his show tunes, wasn't he? Yeah. I forgot what he was. Oh he was yeah, it was tunes. from like Cold yeah, Porter or something, something like that, like wasn't that, it? Yeah. And the owner of the shop is a bit snotty. Yeah. yeah. Like, why are you touching my harpsichord? And then we find out a bit about strads. So they basically, like, all genuine strads have this certificate called Hills Certificate or something, which is basically a thing that, the thing that proves that it's a strad. Um, and yeah, that's that. So I think Lovejoy tried to get hold of that in relation to this violin, trying to figure out how much it's actually worth. I don't know what what he's got in mind here, but I guess he just again, it's just it's bits the of mystery, the puzzle. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then we then we got Tommy Norris basically doing loads of football analogies, and all I wrote at this point was all the football analogies are starting to get a bit lost on me at this point. I haven't even written anything for I that mean, bit. Football, so clearly, football, I was something, like, something well, football, don't something, something football. Did so you get it, Paul? Nothing really happens in that bit. Yeah, no, I, I, I did, but and I know I watched. Do you think football. you have to? You have to be like a proper fan. I think they made. The I think they, they deliberately saying. made him like this is a guy yeah. who's crazy about football, not not just you know. Mm, I mean, I yeah. watch football. I've got a team. They're crap. But, um, <laughs> oh, I know. It's but then, it's a oh, lie. but then we have a brilliant, like the most wonderful, like early nineties moment that just oh, cannot is not do. recreated today. The joy, the absolute unadulterated joy of going to the Photoshop, going to Boots. So nice. up your pictures and looking, flicking and through looking your pictures. Through them. I mean, oh my God. And they do it in the shop because I mean, that was a joyous you, moment. Because you couldn't wait. You couldn't wait. Well, so you had to look because once I got somebody else's photos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, <laughs> oh, they hadn't come out properly or something like that. We once got somebody else's photos and they were, should we say, a little bit awkward. It was, oh, it was no. this, but it was quite, not, not, like in a really awful but it was this middle-aged couple who just taken obviously taken pictures of each other naked and it was <laughs> well, just I'm a really, thing i am a middle-aged woman was, who would take pictures of herself <laughs> naked <laughs> but it was just a whole thing and then every now and then there was just like one of some i think they'd like use the film up with like oh and then there's one of our cat and there's one oh. of like the fields and one of well, you know one of our it was just really bizarre it was and then, really because when i got the wrong photos i just got boring photos but the other person who must got my photos got, got photos of a halloween <laughs> Yeah, got photos of a Halloween party that 16, 17 and 18 year olds had gone to. So all of us were like sexy mermaids, sexy cats. All of us yeah. like, just had a bikini on. I mean, that is all Halloween costumes anyway, is like be a sexy whatever. I just it? must have been like, oh, hang on to these and then bring them back. <laughs> oh, but it's just brilliant. I was just like, oh, I miss that. And the reason he's getting the photos is because he's got all the pictures from when they were dressed up. Yeah. And the, and it's brilliant. It's a brilliant photo of Eric in his get-up. And so <laughs> Tink, Tink laughs and he shows the woman in the Photoshop and she laughs. And it's a brilliant <laughs> moment. But yeah, but I think, I think oh, I do miss that. But actually, I probably prefer it now because it's nice because there is just more of a record of things you have yeah, pictures yeah, yeah, of things absolutely. whereas yeah. like when I was growing I mean I have no you photos wouldn't, no, you wouldn't have taken them because no. you had to pay I mean I used to buy all them little disposable cameras you yeah. have a proper camera yeah. I'd, have, I'd no idea even if I did go and get them developed I then gave them to my friends or yeah. I'd left them somewhere I've got no I mean, pictures of myself yeah. as a teenager a like very few at I've all. got a few but very very few very I've got few. a few because I, I used to if I used to go on choir courses hence where I met that tit <laughs> and um my first avocado as a result of it but I used to buy one of them and they were like seven ninety nine. them little disposable cameras that you could then and I would I would take that was what I, so I've got loads of photos of just random teenagers who I've not kept in touch with yeah who I sang with for a week every summer oh it's nice yeah. it's it's sorry is a cardo called a cardo because of avocados because like avocado is a posh and a cardo is posh 
I don't think so. It just came to my mind. It's not anything know. to do with We can look up the etymology of avocado. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, then we, and then we go to a slight <laughs> amount of peril where we see a strange man breaking into a house and we don't know who it is. And we, yeah. I mean, I was, I mean, I, I was like, is it Eric? Because I think he's wearing a bike yeah, helmet. Yeah, So I was like, is it Eric? What's Eric up to with his, he's his more new business? Yeah, like, what's going on? With, that's all we see. So we basically know that someone is being broken into. And then we go back to Eric and Muriel. It's named, She's, after, it's named after Avocado. Oh. You were right. I just feel I have to tell I just, you that. I've, I mean, how many times have I said the word Avocado and said the word Avocado? We used to get our shopping from there. And I've never made the connection before. <laughs> when you said it, I just thought, hang on. No, it, it sounds like it Avocado. Is. There you go. <laughs> The first time ever. Anyway, it's really unimportant. Sorry. Um, so this is where Muriel has cracked under yeah, the, weight, under the under, weight of flowers. Literally under the weight of like a ton of flowers that Eric has sent to her. She's like, fine, they're arriving on the 28th. Would you, if somebody bought, brought you loads of flowers, but you had to give away a work secret, how many flowers? I mean, would none. It say? Like, I don't even, no, flowers are I so don't really like flowers. Yeah. And my husband's allergic to them. I like flowers. Them. We never really have them, but I like. I do like them. And well, I commented once to my husband that he never bought me flowers, and he just responded by going, "Why do you want flowers? I didn't know you wanted flowers. Do you want flowers?" And I said, "Not really." He goes, "Well, there you go then." Oh, <laughs> oh bless. So yeah, so she finally tells us. So we're like, okay, someone's arriving on the twenty eighth, and then we find out. Then we go back to like Lindsay has come to see Lovejoy, and we find out that Lindsay was being burgled by this mysterious man although they didn't actually take anything so they were mm. maybe looking for something that they didn't find mm. or whatever um, that plot thickens yeah. then they're back at the workshop and and Tink just wants some Calvados that he's been saving I mean you would though wouldn't right, you I think, the do you like Calvados? I, l- yeah. I do I like Calvados it's the apple one right? Oh, apple brandy, brandy isn't it? apple mm. brandy it's very nice but Eric has used it's actually so Tink has pilfered it from Jane's cellar in the first place so t- Eric has used Jane's Calvados, which Tink wanted to buy, to like try and, well, I was about to say age some coins, but actually it wouldn't, surely putting them in alcohol would make them all shiny. I don't know. So well, he, he, didn't, he didn't know it was, he didn't know he it was Calvados, he thought it was vinegar. Yeah, but even so, but that would that. shine it up. Yeah. Yeah. He'd still do the same thing, I think. Yeah. 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 But anyway, he's what been, do we know? He's put a load of coins in there for some reason. Hasn't he put the horse brass in there? Oh, I thought it was some coins. I thought it was, I think it's the horse brass. Oh, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, he's been distressing them in Calvados That's instead brilliant. of Love it. in vinegar. But in his defense, the Calvados no. was in a vinegar bottle. Yes. So that's true. Uh, Which yeah. he had pilfered because that's what is because Calvados is, is aged in vinegar bottles. Ooh. That is true. That's why. So um, and Tommy turns up with the goods and says, "Top yeah. banana." Oh yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, you say that it. in your accent. <laughs> You use that in your own now. No, because I can only do like the shrill. We now. used to we used to say top banana, top top banana all the time. Top What's banana. that from? Top banana, top top banana. When anything was good, that well, I mean that that's just not sounds like it's off something like the Chris Evans breakfast show. It must something be. like that. Isn't we it? used to say it constantly. So when that came up, I was like, ah, oh, top banana, top banana, top banana. Oh, so yeah, so. But I was immediately suspicious. So he basically says, oh yeah, I've done it. I've made them, I've put some like extra varnish on it that's like in modern varnish or whatever so they'll know that it's not not of the time or something, something. But straight, I was like, hmm, I was suspicious. Well, it was a bit suspicious that he'd been looking at a different violin that he already owned and oh, had kind know, of yes. said, oh, would 
have noticed the difference. I was like, well, yeah, and he was. I don't very, think you're gonna get away with this. Tommy and, somehow. and he seems very nervous. And then obviously Lindsay straight away goes and plays it, and he hears Lindsay playing. I mean, you should have worked that out because one thing that you do, I mean, in the, is totally true that a good violinist can play a shit violin and it'll sound good to the rest of us, but a good violinist can play a good violin and it, it, it sounds incredible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that otherwise, you know, so. Yeah, he would have known instantly. The whole point of why Stradivarius is so good is because it sounds because of the sound it makes. You know. So Tommy's like trying to shit. escape in his lorry slash workshop. Like the idea of running away in a massive lorry. And then he he's going to take me juggernaut. He and, seemed uh, to take ages putting his seatbelt on. I was like, Tommy, I think you need to just go. Just and then Lovejoy just pops up at the window of the cab and he's like, get out. Get I don't know out. How he thought he was going to get away with it realistically. He says, I wasn't trying to steal it, just save it from a gang of Philistines. <laughs> oh, Philistines again, uh, which I don't think was true. Even though I've written fair enough, oh, I, I think, think it he, is true. I think he probably would have sold he it because he was maybe. a bit dodgy. Well, I don't know. I don't know. He seems to have odd things too because he was obviously going to get found out, and he yeah. seemed to have the thing that yeah, because it would have been traced. I don't think he would have sold it because it would have been obvious. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think um, so. Maybe he was doing the right he thing. He had the thing that Lovejoy had. He, he's so so niche and so mm. specific that, and he's not. You know, it's not just something he does because he's been educated. I mean, this is basically a working class man who clearly has a passion about specific yeah. things. So I was kind of with him. Maybe I'm just an idiot. Maybe the accent no, just. No, I think, no, I, think the, right. I, I just I listened to that accent and go, yeah. I think yeah, right, you're right. He's honest. a decent chap. He's a decent as well, the fact that he probably knew he wouldn't get away with it. Yeah. It makes me also think that he wasn't really trying it on. He just thought he would give it a go, kind of thing. And so that so that's fine. So they're like, okay, fine. You know, are you going to do this or not? Like, can you make it look like a fake or not? And he's like, well, it's really hard, and I'm not if I want to. And then he's like, okay, I'll give it another try. And Goes then, off again. And then Lovejoy asks Eric to follow Lindsay. And I was like, yeah. well, well, Lindsay says I'm running out of time, but doesn't explain what for <laughs> or why, which is incredibly annoying. And then Lovejoy says to Eric, go and follow him. And Eric says. I don't work for you, and I'm like, don't don't you? Do you? Do you? Do you? Yeah. Oh, no. Why did we miss that? Because I did. I, th- I think like surely he still does. Sort I mean, he, of, he, he obviously does. does. He obviously well, does. It's very bizarre, but he's got his own thing going on now. He has with um, he's Muriel got his, and yeah. um, he's got his own thing going on. <laughs> right, own, Helen. He's got his own business. Um, but he does go and follow Lindsay because they've got the photo as collateral. And they're going to show Muriel this picture of you in Regency get-up. I, I think like, she would find it endearing. Which I think, yeah, it's a bit of a weak blackmail, really, wasn't it? It wasn't like he was like, I've got to shagging a horse. That's <laughs> it wasn't like he wasn't doing anything criminal or like dodgy. No, he wasn't. He's just like... And you know, he just say, "Oh yeah, I dressed up for this thing." Like I don't know. Anyway, I suppose it may- works. Maybe if he was younger, like actually, that's true. Younger, if you were nineteen, you, like, you, you would be you would mortally be embarrassed, embarrassed if you were going. If Muriel was yeah. going to see it, so Eric goes off, follows Lindsay on his bike, but then someone else is also following Lindsay. There's and an, it, I felt a bit. I was worried about peril at this point. And this is where I was like, "Okay, that's probably the person that broke in with them," because mm. the other person following Lindsay is also on a bike. Okay. It's the guy with the... Do- and so, as if to, like, underscore the fact, like, Eric has a white helmet, he's the goody, and then <laughs> the other guy has a black helmet, he's the bad guy. guy. Mm. Is this when we get the bit about following people who are following people who are following people? Yeah. That, was the, that was the thing that I like, am certain really that huge. I wrote down. It, it, was an, it was one of many things in this episode, like the thing with the flowers. All the bits of plot that involved Eric were just farcical, in a classical, yeah. farcical style. It, it was... It was uh, yeah. He was following... Is he going to follow the person... Eric it was it was a bit overdone. He said we're going to follow the per- you know uh, somebody's following the person who's following the whatever. And, uh, and Tink breaking into Tinker says I don't follow. follow. <laughs> oh, it was great. It was great. 
So, so Eric goes off to follow Lindsay. And then Lovejoy and Tommy cut back to Tommy's workshop discussing all the different... So Tommy's basically going through all the different ways that you could potentially make it look like a fake. Mm. But basically, it's sort of coming to the conclusion that it's really difficult. None of them are going to work. And the best way of doing it is to take the whole thing apart, dismantle it, and then put it together a bit wonky or something. Or a bit... Or put it together perfectly, isn't it? That, like, strands are a bit wonky... And he put it together perfectly. It's scary because he's got to take it apart. Yeah, he can't bring himself to dismantle it. So he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I don't know if they really reach a conclusion of whether they're going to do that or not. It's just left to, like, yeah. what do we do? Yeah. I've written, Tommy is schooling Lovejoy in violin fakery while yes. Eric is in peril. But again, I can't Eric is in peril. Schooling him on violin fakery because once again, it's that reminder that Lovejoy doesn't know everything and can't figure yeah. everything out. He has learned. He has put effort into this. Mm. Even though he's got that sort of sixth sense, I guess. Yeah, know, because Tommy's, intuition. Tommy's sort of doing that thing of going, is this one real or is it fake? And Lovejoy gets it wrong every time. Oh, a bit like with the icon. It was a bit mm. like with the icon. You know, which one do you think it is? Yeah. So he's done a lot of, to be fair, Tommy's done a lot of work. Yeah to not fake this fight like he's, like, <laughs> yeah. he's sort of like showing love all these different techniques that he could use and all these different examples mm. but then he hasn't actually done the job so he's not going to get paid unless because he, he can't it. bring himself to do because it because he can't yeah. bring himself and then Lovejoy can't work out what Eric's up to but he's looking at his horse brasses and his whatever else he's what was it distressing whatever else he's distressing <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so then we kind of go to the next day. So the thing with Tommy and Lovejoy is sort of left like, well, we don't know what we're going to do this violin. And then, yeah, the next day, like, this same guy is still following Lindsay and Eric is still following them. But it's, like, not the same. It's, like, another day. It's, like, tomorrow. Mm. Right? They're still following. So not quite sure what's gone on in the meantime. No. And then, yeah, Lovejoy goes to Eric's workshop to try and figure out what he's up to. And he does figure it out, but he doesn't tell us. Yeah, which is quite pleasing, oh, yeah. actually. Yeah, I like really. that. And also, do you know what else I love about this episode? Just generally, we don't find everything out just in the last two minutes. Like there is, there yes, is the pacing level. Was... The pacing makes sense. We're sort of figuring out bits, maybe, and yeah, no. And then we, and then we go. Tommy does come up with a solution about how to how to make it look fake, which is to do like disrupting what he calls the curl of the wood. So you know, how, like wood sometimes like shimmers a bit. And it's like, like disrupting that shimmering will make it, oh, yes. that, you know, seem like it isn't, well, it, isn't, yeah. it isn't the high quality wood that it obviously is. Yeah. So he's got a solution. So he's got, that's what I'm going to do. Then there was a man drinking champagne out of a brandy glass. <laughs> Is that what happens? Am I the only person who saw Now that? you said that, I do I remember like, it, but I didn't note it what? down. I've really done in capitals. He's so posh, he doesn't care. Uh, I looked at it and I thought, that's the dream, actually. I thought in the this previous is, this episode... This is where you want your life to be. Yeah. <laughs> I thought in the previous episode it was hot tub, smoked salmon, scrambled eggs. Actually, it's just pouring some moe into a... He- like a the size of his head brandy like glass. Like a globe. Yeah. It was enormous. So, um, so Eric follows... Follows the mysterious bloke, you know, the one that's following Lindsay to another, like, obviously I guess he stops following Lindsay and Eric carries on following the bloke rather than Lindsay. It's all very confusing. Yeah. To to Hill House. Um, and basically we discover that, I don't know how, in what order we discover it, but basically Hill House, someone called Duncan Strong lives there and he doesn't, he actually is the real owner of the mm. violin. Lindsay doesn't actually own this violin. And the Fizz Brandy man tells Lovejoy this on the phone. 
while well, Eric is also discovering it. The Fizz Brandy Man is Duncan Strong. Right? Oh, I thought the Fizz Brandy Man was the man who owned the shop with the harpsichord. Who knows? Because wasn't he on the phone? Oh, okay. And the, but I might be totally wrong. Anyway, so I was t- I was I was distracted they, 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 they by find, the amount. Of I guess because booze. all strads are so well documented. Mm. Anyway, somehow, somehow they discover that the owner of this particular shop is Duncan Strong, and. Mm. So they, they go, they're like, right, we need to go. And they find out that he lives at Hill House, which is where Eric's just been following. They're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, obviously there's a connection here. And then Jane's been to Lindsay's school and has got some information, oh, yes. which she doesn't GDPR get a to share. GDPR siren yeah. going off. Again, she's just <laughs> there to like, go to his school and be like, tell me some stuff about Lindsay Parry Davies. And they just have told her. Mm. Um, I felt a bit sorry for Jane because they all suss it out. She turns up going, I, I found out some things. And she's got a they? proper folder. She does. She's, she's done her research. Properly. She, does. she gets into it, doesn't she, Jane? Seriously. But, I mean, I got a bit confused. That basically, what happened was, Duncan Strong, it was his strad. No, Duncan Strong is L- Lindsay's stepfather. And when he realised that Lindsay was a better violinist than him, even though he was a concert violinist, he... He played for the Halle Orchestra. Yeah, he played for the Halle. He got so jealous of Lindsay that he never played again. He just couldn't play again. It wasn't even so much jealousy. It was really sad, this story, because the story was basically, oh, he was just so sort of in awe of me and he felt worthless. It wasn't even jealousy. He just Mm. felt... um, uh, it's like me. It's point? like me not being able to do my scouse accent now. Polly's done. It is exactly like that. That is a very bad analogy. So yeah. So, but I mean, I'm still gonna keep doing the scouse accent. Whereas this guy was like, I can never play the violin again. So he just collected lots of nice violins. But and it was. I, it was. It was sad though, wasn't it? Because it, say, it wasn't jealousy. It was just the fact of I will never compete, and I just mm, feel yeah. almost embarrassed. Like, and it's uh, yeah, I thought so. And he kept them all in his house, wooden instruments in his house, but by candlelight, candles yeah, which are on fire. <laughs> oh, what are you because, doing? Because that is what they would be used to. They were made in a time oh, yeah. of candlelight. And I mean, it's quite romantic. I it's suppose, very nice. Yeah. So then, yeah. then, therefore, what happened was the. Or is he saying that electric light would damage them? I mean, is it, or sunlight would damage them? Yeah, you know, I, think, I, mean, I think that's there's an element think, of that. Yeah. There's an element of that as well. But I got a bit confused. So basically, I think what had happened was, Lindsay at some point previous to the... So there'd been a fire because of these candles. Mm. But previous to that, Lindsay had swiped the Strad that Duncan had and swapped it for a fake. But Duncan didn't know this. So the fake had burnt in the fire, but he yeah. thought the real Strad the real had burnt. Which is why Lindsay was trying to make this real Strad look like a fake... So it was you didn't want him to find out. Yeah, what I was something to do with out. the insurance, like yeah. What? No, it was. I think it was just to do with him not wanting to know he'd nicked his strad, wasn't it? Well, I think. Well, why did he have to give him? It the was. Strad it was a bit weird, back. wasn't it? Because basically, it seemed like bad, it was about. Oh my god, he's going to put in an insurance claim, and then the insurers will realise because of the. I don't know. The insurers will somehow realise it didn't really burn, although how would they do that? I and then Lovejoy just... challenges him and says, no, you just didn't want to admit that you've nicked, nicked it. it. Yeah. And he goes, oh yeah, I did. I yeah. thought it was all basically just down to the yeah. fact he didn't want to he nicked it. What I couldn't get was whether it was a genuine fire or he'd somehow caused the fire. Oh, Lindsay caused Lindsay. the fire. I don't oh, think, maybe. But I, I couldn't... 
I, I got a bit confused. It was a clever. No, I don't think it was. It was a clever. I think mm. the whole thing was clever, but I, it felt like it all felt like a lot of effort to go to when he should have just said, "This strand's amazing. I'm okay." Yeah, like, can, I, can I not have it? I, th- I think it was. So basically, that's that sort of explained the bit at the beginning where like the guys lauding the fact that's Duncan, and he. I think he hears Lindsay play, realizes oh, yes. that it's the real. I forgot about that bit, and that's yeah. the letter because the letter is to the insurance company. It's the claim. Oh yeah. It's like I wrote oh, the I claim. Didn't, I didn't even so it's to do with insurance in a way. Yeah. Like, I wrote the claim, but then I never submitted. I but it's not to do with an insurance scam no. it's to do with he genuinely has written an insurance claim because he thinks he's lost, he thinks he's lost his strad and he they don't Lin- want to con the insurance company and that's kind of why yeah. it's really odd he it's hears a- Lindsay play and realises oh no that's my strad doesn't put the claim in but I guess Lindsay thinks he has put it in or is going to which is why he's desperately trying to yeah. give him this but what I mean why is he trying to give him back the fix? The strad is gone, it's burnt. As far as Duncan knows, the strad is gone if, and burnt. Because I guess if somebody found that he was playing the real thing, the insurance company would think it was an insurance scam. Oh, and they would do him for it. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah, right. So when the goes, claim, when the yeah. loss adjuster comes to investigate, comes to investigate, if they go, but wait a minute, your stepson plays a strad. And obviously it's all very public, you know, they play. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, and the strads have all got their provenance. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yes. So I think he's doing it so that he's, because uh, he, basically, he, can't he hasn't got enough about him to admit what he's done so he does something far more complicated uh because he still doesn't nonetheless want his stepdad to get into trouble with the insurance company and the insurance because that would be one hell of a that would be a public insurance mm. fraud they would think that he committed insurance yeah. fraud but he could have just said like you say it's interesting isn't it because he could the simplest solution would be oh actually dad because he calls him dad like it's his dad, you know yeah it's close relationship he like, calls him oh, dad, actually, dad like, cried at that point da- yeah dad. it's like dad you know do you know what's something really weird? You think you lost your strata? Actually, I've got it. Sorry. <laughs> That's like done. Job done. Rather than just like make it destroy this beautiful object, which presumably he loves as a violinist. He loves it. His stepdad loves it. He'd rather destroy it than admit to his stepdad that he took it. Yeah. It's, I mean, it does make sense, but it's very odd, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then that that bit of the story is done. So we've just got Eric's distressed items. <laughs> Well, then we'll, we'll, Tink and Eric then go to Arsenal, so Liverpool are oh, playing. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, it. She has to find him again. Because they're like, oh, no, can't we've got to get the back. Because obviously, now oh, it's all out of the open. We can't get a ticket, it's sold out, it's cup day. So it's, there's now, it's like, panic stations always, you know. Tommy mustn't touch the violin, because now Duncan knows there's no reason to, like, destroy it. Oh, quick, 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 let's find Tommy. And then they find him and he hasn't done anything with it. So it's and fine. it will enter clear. <laughs> he can, he can bring is, himself to do it. This is why yeah. I think he was telling the truth before, because you still can't bring yeah. yourself to do it, even though they've come up with a, a bit of a safer option. And then there's this rather touching... Yeah, I did like the rather touching little family... Uh, not reunion. I, I got the sense was he wasn't nice. close to his stepdad and it had caused this rift. And oh. then this was like a... And he calls him dad, and you know, yeah. then, and then Duncan gives him the strad. I didn't get anyway. the impression they were sort of either close or not close. Mm. I got the feeling it was... You know, his stepdad was incredibly proud of him, but just found it all very, very difficult. Oh, and oh, it was very touching. It, it was really definitely bonded nice. at the end. Yeah. And it had so many elements of a decent program that it. I mean, I found this much nicer than that daft episode a few episodes ago with the adopted daughter. I it, made, it put me in mind of that. Actually. Embracing I her thought mother this one was more realistic. Basically, walked out on her for snobberish. You know, yeah. due to snobbery. I mean, maybe not. Maybe I'm being harsh with that one, but it just pisses me off. Um, yeah. So. So that was a, well that ends well. well that ends well with the Strad story. Oh, and then, then yes, sorry, <laughs> subplot. And then we see the Muriel, and we find out that they, who are arriving on the twenty eighth, are well, they're American tourists. I'm presuming GIs. 
Because he has got his hat that's oh, like, you know, yeah. oversexed over whatever well, it's over, over here. here. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, I think they're like they're American, so American GIs as that as were well. stationed. I'm guessing it was an RAF kind of, oh, like an Air Force area in Suffolk in the war. Mm. So they were stationed there. So they're coming back to like, you know, do a sort of reunion. There's a lot of air bases around there. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, what's this got to do with it? Eric's obviously trying to like, going to try and flog some stuff to gullible American tourists. <laughs> I did get that far. But, um,. They just love the pub, so he's he's gonna tell them that these horse brasses are from the pub, and he's got the original sign from the bowl. What else has he got? He's got something else that he's aging. Oh, he's got like some random artifacts that pub related yeah. artifacts. Um, but then you find out that and Lovejoy's like Eric. How could you do such a thing? Yeah, and then Lovejoy goes to the bar and talks to one of the Americans who says, "Oh, those horse brasses you sold me five years ago. I love them so much." He's like, he's pulled literally the I same scam. Um, and then he kind of leads him over to Eric and says, Eric's got the pub sign and the guy's going to buy And it's just this, nice. This reminded me just of it. Up and nice. I know I'm, I'm going to have like opened and closed with a Blackadder reference, which is different <laughs> to my usual Monty Python reference. But it reminded me in the very, very early, the very first series where they're selling like Jesus's fingers in packs. <laughs> and making relics. Get your relics here. Get your relics. Oh, um, so it was so, good. Wasn't yeah, it's it? a very good ending. We preferred this one to the previous I one. I adored this. I episode. just loved it. I it was did. just so brilliant. I, just, I haven't loved one so much for ages. I was just watching it because like, it's. I watched the two, like so mm. the, this one and the previous one together, and it was like it was, by the time I was watching this one, it's getting quite late in the evening. Normally, I would fall asleep. Yeah, as I often oh, no, do when I try my, and watch two totally kept my, uh, and I was just but I just was loving it and I was just, like grinning and it finished and I was like ah like so happy it was just brilliant I thought it was brilliant I, I, mean, I liked it but I didn't like it as much as you two oh, no, I, I don't did. know why I don't know what it was I just loved it it's weird because if I look at it objectively it's like I didn't really understand the story at the oh, end oh I did I, did. I, I didn't understand all the football stuff and I've got no interest in football but I still I just I don't know what it was about it it was just, very nice. I just like, it was a good it. it was funny. The opening was funny. That there wasn't very much fourth wall, but the stuff there was was very funny. Mm. And don't laugh. And the subplot <laughs> yeah. was funny and was very Eric. And it shows that all he's learned off Lovejoy is the dodgy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I like musical instruments anyway. I think that was it as well. I like you know. I I it was. I thought it was wonderful. I thought it was brilliant. And you know, no one got hurt it wasn't yes. cruel it wasn't there was only a tiny hand. bit of peril you know it was I thought it was really great I really liked it what are you going to give it out I'm of 10 give it a 9 whoa oh. oh yeah I did really love it oh, I don't know if I can go should I just go to 8, eight 8.5 just I've got to have somewhere to go but I did love it I did. it might be one of my it's definitely one of my favourites it's favorites. one of my favourites yeah. well I think I'm just going to say 8 that's I right. like good, it. Good solid eight. Maybe I just felt bad for Eric wanting to get his photo back. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh mate. Oh, that was oh. so funny. But he what, still the... had a great episode. It was really good. The, the, it was the, very Eric. Bring more and more Eric. flowers to Muriel. <laughs> it was so <laughs> funny. There's so many good bits in it. Um, it was sweet. It was this was Sunday evening yes, television. It was. it was sweet. There was a bit of a mystery, but all's well that ends mm. well. It was. Glorious. I had such a warm glow. I can't explain. I it was no, so, I so weird because I wasn't expecting. Like I was sat there, kind of almost grumpling. Just afterwards, I was just like, oh, yeah, it so, felt very zen. Felt amazing. So antique of the week. The Stradivarius, because, and I've yeah. always wanted to play one, and always wanted, to, and I've, I've, I don't think I've ever even, oh, I have seen one, I've seen one in a museum, because mm. they're not that many about, really. But yeah. They did say at some point, didn't they, like, sort of have roughly how many there are. Yeah, there's a few, but obviously not. I just, uh, I'd, I would love, I'd love to play, uh, and I'm not, I'm not a right good violinist, but I would love to play oh. Stradivarius. 
I always, I'm, I've, it's got to be the violin as well. I, I just loved it. I mean, I don't play the violin, but I just, I just love, I do just love musical instruments yeah. as well. I think that's another part of the reason why I love this episode. Mm. I lo- just, it was fascinating. And it, they are very beautiful items. And I don't know what I would have. The violin was beautiful. I might have the case, the crazy cello yes. case. Oh, yeah, Because that was that really, was that really, was really good. good. Yeah. I was like, I want that. Yes. Yes. And anything that we learned? Well, I learned that Michael Angelis has got a brother. I honestly feel like I've gone through a glitch in the Matrix. It's so weird. Well, well maybe they are just the same person, but yeah. it's like, you t- how many I suppose years if, apart, they, if, they, just... if they're brothers, they must look very similar. So maybe I've just always conflated the two in my mind. Like, you just but... thought that they were one person. So, yeah. I'm going to now see how similar they I look. learned something I should already have known, which is that actually somebody else did the voiceover after Ringo's <laughs> Because the current bloke sounds nothing like him. Oh really? But, but Why are you watching Ian Ringo? Because I've got nieces, nephews, <laughs> and my nephew adores trains. But um, he and Ringo sounded identical. I've seen mm. episodes, I'm sure, from that era. Yeah. I mean, not, that, not that I'm a connoisseur or, or you know. Like, <laughs> what else yeah. have we learned? Um, so I learned well I thought I'd learned why fiddles were called fiddles but now I've found that I I haven't. According to the mm. internet and, probably not. And it was just because actually that's a Latin word for a violin. Fair, so, um, fair enough. Okay. Um, but I feel like I learned a lot about how to fake a violin. Yeah. We learned make... about the curl of the wood. Yeah, the curl of the wood and the various ways that you could... The fact that they're like the the scrolls... Is that what they the holes? Yeah. If, you know, on lots of shows they're like slightly misaligned and not perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I feel like I learned a lot about how to fake a violin, but nothing. that's not something I'll ever do in my life. So. <laughs> well, maybe you might need to spot a fake violin at some point. Yeah. Can you imagine ah, the pressure becomes like a world famous violinist I have to buy her a Strad I actually I really really liked what um, Lindsay said about being gifted he was like oh, if you're yes. gifted you haven't earned it it's, yes. it is a gift that you just ended up with you didn't ask for it you didn't want it you have a gift that you've it's ended up the, with the and I loved that thing yeah. about gifts because yeah. it's the thing that if you are particularly good at something you feel you have to use it and you feel guilty. Yeah. Like so I sing yeah. and I'm not I'm not gifted, but I sing and I sing quite well. And I felt guilty for not going to music college because I felt like I was somehow wasting mm. this random thing that I hadn't put a lot of effort into. To be honest, put loads of effort into learning how to play the violin. Yeah. Which I actually found quite hard. Never put any effort into singing. Got distinctions in my singing exams. Yeah. Worked desperately hard for my violin exams and like scraped merits, you know. And I wonder, do you not, you know, do you not value gifts, that, you know, as much as like things you that you work that you for? Which you don't really. Yeah. I don't think that's, you do. That's behavioural economics for you, everyone. Yeah, that's, that's what we've learned. If that, something's free, people don't value it. Yeah. So yeah. On that incredibly philosophical note. Oh. Okay. Um, I thought you were going to get something out of your bag. Then. <laughs> no, I brought you gifts. Oh, well, I'll finish now. Oh yeah. Well, no, no, pop tarts. I, I have gifts I for you. Bought... It's some pop tarts. Oh, I should have bought some pop tarts. Oh, I want to go and eat pop tarts. So we're going to we're going to go right and have some chocolate pop tarts. Yeah, I'm going to go and do that right now. Um, so thank you very much for listening. As always, uh, rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us at Lovejoy A Pod, and um, if you want to support what we're doing and get us Please. to series six, then uh, come and join us on Patreon. Um, yeah, we're which... over, well over halfway through now. Yeah, Ooh, we, we we've shown it. you our stamina and our commitment <laughs> to the Lovejoy few, project. Chuck us a few quid for a piece. Um, and if you don't want to make a regular contribution, then you can always get us a one-off thing at coffee. You get some coffee to go with our pop tarts. Oh, perfect! Oh. That's what we need this episode. Yay! A coffee, please. Thank you. Thank Fantastic. you very much, everyone. Take care. Thank Bye. You. Bye. 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 Bye.
Joy.